This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and I'm here with the head of hoops, Mr. Aaron Beach. This is about as instant a reaction as you're going to get from us after a basketball game. Literally, they're tearing down the uh, the hoops right now. I think getting ready for the there's a volleyball game tomorrow. I think against Arizona State, but Washington beats Central Washington 83 to 50 in their lone exhibition game tonight at uh, Alaska Airlines Arena, Heckhead Beach. Um, Percy told us to stay away from the hyperbole. I can't. You know I can't do that. But they win by 33, and they were only up by 12 at half, but they used a 24-2 run to start that second half, and not really start it, but very early in the second half. Um, Really catalyzed a little bit by Dejon Davis. He got the first six points of the half, um, and then they got into a press and a trapping situation where Central literally went, I think, half a dozen uh, series without even getting the ball past midcourt. Um, it was pretty impressive, that part of it. And, I, and again, I don't want to ramble on too long, but I don't know how good Central Washington's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible to really know. But from your vantage point on the other side of that, Ed, what did you see? Um, I saw a very disrupted defense that I think is replicable against, uh, you know, real opponents. So I, that was what got me really excited. Right out of the gate, and there was a um, when they come out, come out in man, which kind of surprised us all, sort of. Uh, I, kinda, I expected to see man at some point tonight just because of the individual defensive talent and length they have out there. So I'm glad we saw it, and it looked um, as good as I, you thought it might. Um, but I, I loved the energy was like next level, right? We haven't seen that in a few years, certainly not last year. No. But um, they went from, you know, a, just relentless energy at the start to really suffocating as the game went on. And you could see Central just wilting, right? And it happened. Washington got into a pattern, which we talked about on our last podcast, um, about midway through first half, where they started slinging threes. And you had a bunch of 30% three-point shooters shooting three-pointers. And that's where things really bogged down. But um, I think Hopkins called a quick timeout uh, and pulled, I think it was probably Dejan. Yeah. And inserted Bajima. Because Central actually had the lead at one point. Yeah, yeah it was like 10-8 to 8 or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. So, um, and, and, But he brought credit to Hopkins for recognizing it, right? Yeah. He saw it, made a change, and I think that that tandem of Bay and Bajima was pretty disruptive and stretched the floor enough so that um, it opened things back up in the middle and Washington was able to you know, kind of have their way, and they went on a whatever it was, 29-10 or something like that. Yeah, it was a pretty big run in the, to end the, kind of the first half as well. Yeah. But they still were only up 12. They were right. only up 29-17 at half. That's right. And then, uh, you know, Dejan scores the first six points out of the gate, and then all of a sudden they just went trapping mad. Um, they were trapping in the first half a little bit more in the corners, on the ball, in the wings. They were doing some of that. And, you know, the zone, the, the kind of the patented Syracuse, the 2-3 zone that we've been seeing over the years with Hopkins, mostly where everything's kind of in front. You, you want them to shoot the outside shot, what have you. And I think Central was 9 of 30 tonight. Mm-hmm. So they weren't bad from three, but that was pretty much their entire offense. Mm-hmm. It was basically from three. They oh, couldn't yeah, they generate could, They anything. had nothing inside. They had nothing inside. Yep. So, But that was kind of the thing is that typically we'd see that. What we were seeing there is that they were having to do skip passes and they were having to try to go clear cross court on a lot of different passes 
to be able to get out of these double teams. And, yep. and, and Washington was doing such a great job of anticipating yep. where the ball was going to go. Every bounce pass was intercepted. And so I know that, you know, obviously with Matisse and those guys, they had a, they had a great thing going when they were disrupting passes, yep. passing lanes, in, you know, intercepting passes, turning those into easy buckets. I, I'm not sure I've seen as good a collective effort yeah. beyond just the first five. Because if you went to the second five, because at, at the point in the second half, Hopkins got into where he was able to shift out entire entire mm-hmm. units. Yeah, just whatever was on pages. whoever was on the floor. Yep. Like the second unit was Bajima, Jackson Grant. I think uh, Sam Ariebe got Wilson. in the game at that point, but Langston Wilson got in the yep. game. PJ Fuller got in the game. Yep. Um, and so the, you know they were able once once he got those guys into the game, there was a time where he literally brought back the entire starting five. Yep who had been on the bench for a few minutes. Um, that was pretty impressive. And I, I don't think we'll necessarily see that kind no. of, of of shift, the hockey style. No, when you're up by 30, shifts. you can do that. Yeah, and, and he definitely emptied the bench with like a minute and a half left, and so the walk-ons were able to get on um, the court, and Dom Penn uh, had a nice drive for, for, a, for a deuce. Um, but I was just going to say, in terms of the pressing defense and the trapping defense, even in their base Zone, mm-hmm. I saw a lot more trapping yeah. in the in the half court. Yep. Oh yeah. That I was than I've than I've normally been accustomed. It just looks and feels like this team, at least for tonight, have no idea how they're going to react on Tuesday when they play Northern Illinois, an actual mm-hmm. opponent. But for the for one night at least, it really looked like they were super aggressive on the defense to create transition. And then to be honest, they were even they were even very aggressive going to the hole. Um, they were in the bonus, I want to say, with almost 16, yeah. yeah, like 16 and a half minutes yeah. left in the game. Yep. They were in the double bonus with like eight or nine minutes left in the game. Um, it, overall, just an incredibly uh, complete performance, yep. other than maybe some of the outside shooting wasn't there, and they're not going to be known as a three-point no, team. No, so that's the thing. that we're, There's going to be stretches where this team's going to go... You know, one to eight from three over an eight-minute period, and you're going to be, like, screaming at them. And they were two for 13 yeah. in the first half. Yep. So that's definitely a thing that we're going to see, I think, pretty consistently this season. Um, to me, I think we're probably going to see a lot of, um, of Bay um, and, uh, oh, Lordy, um, Cole Bajima out there at the same time. Yeah. You know, just to spread things out. Because they look pretty good, good together in tandem, and that's how, that's how Hop you know, made that adjustment, yep. and things opened up very quickly. So, but that's going to be a problem. You don't want, um, you know, Davis and Brown and uh, Emmett Matthews out there chucking threes all at the same time because that's going to be, that's where the things are going to bog down to a halt. Now, that said, those three players you mentioned, uh, Terrell Brown Jr., Emmett Matthews Jr., Dejon Davis, led the team in scoring tonight. Yeah. Is that something you would expect going forward? Yeah, totally. Well, I was expecting to see a little more assertiveness out of Bay. And the second half, he I was could, passive. He yeah. was pretty passive. Well, tonight. there was there was a there was a I, I, early in the second half. He skipped a pass down into the corner. He, he he didn't take an open three. Passed it down to Terrell Brown for and also an open three, which was technically a good pass. Except you're taking a fifty percent three point shooter at an open look and passing it to a guy who shoots thirty two percent from three out of the corner. You can't do that. It, they need him to fling it when he's got an open shot. Right. And, it, and that's the thing. It just it looked like he was deferring. He was kind of letting Dejan and Terrell mm-hmm. kind of dictate the action, which, you know, for all we know, he could be getting told that. Yeah. You know, he's going to say, let the grads no, no, no. take care of their business. Yeah, and, then it, so. and then he can find his way in the game. 
But it feels like when he's asked to find his way in the game, Beach, he gets lost. Yeah, I agree. He, he's not one of those guys that can all of a sudden figure it out on his own. Yeah. He needs to be more assertive in general. And, yeah. for instance, I saw Bajma. Bajma looked very assertive very going much. to the bucket. And to me, he feels like a guy who needs to get to the bucket a couple mm-hmm. times to maybe open himself up outside. Yep. And so, from what we've heard, he shot the lights out at their secret scrimmage. Yeah. So, eight for eight from yeah. three, apparently. So, so maybe yeah. he takes on that role, you know, shares that role with Bay that we know Bay needs to step up and, and grab. And the other thing with Bay is, is he needs to be doing that because he's a great foul shooter. Right. And, they, and, and I think that's where they were – I think they were working on it, and you could almost see it consciously in the second half mm-hmm. when they were in the bonus, in the double bonus. They were trying to get active and get to the cup. Right. Because Central couldn't do anything but foul. And so even guys like Nate Roberts, who didn't make a free throw tonight, unfortunately, but you could see he needs to step up and just be more active and yeah. know that he's going to end up at the stripe. And he did look, um, to his credit, he, Roberts looked, again, more assertive. Yep. Um, he was quicker. He had post moves with his left he, and his he right. Did. He had a counter move. Yeah. Um, so there was there was some growth there, some improvement. Um, he's a physical specimen, right? And um, so, you know, if they actually bring some offensive thunder to, you know, what he brings physically, you know, uh, I like it. And, and I like seeing um, uh, Langston out there uh, with – Grant at the same time, yeah. right? Um, Grant's things are moving really fast for him. You could see where he was just, you know, the timing wasn't quite there. But he had three blocks in like five in, minutes in the first half. Yeah, yeah three blocks, and in, 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 and those blocks were very much under control. Yeah, like there were some there were weak side action. Yep. he was coming to help out on one. Yep. Um, very under control. I was very impressed with his ability. And you're right, game is still fast for him right now yep. on the offensive end. But it sure looked like he understood. What was going on? It, yeah. di- it didn't look like, you know, he, he was playing checkers while everyone else was <laughs> yeah. playing chess. He, yep. he looked very much out there like he should be out yep. there. Um, but, again, going back to Brown and going back to Davis, obviously those two guys are going to be the focal point. Yep. They're going to have to play well all year long for this team to play well. Did you see what you expected to see tonight? After that was It was exactly what I expected, at least, well, both offensively and defensively. I, they, that was what I thought I would see from those guys. I thought they wouldn't shoot it very good. And what did, they, what did those two shoot combined from three? Um, oh, from three? Yeah. Well, Davis was one of six, okay. and Brown was one of So there were yeah. two, two of ten. Yep, and that's about, I mean, you actually expect them to shoot a little bit better like than 20%. that. Three of ten. Yeah. yeah, you're expecting three of ten from those guys, and that's too many three-pointers from that, yeah. right? I think you really want probably – five to six okay but if we're talking about davis and we're talking about brown and we're talking about matthews and we're talking about nate robertson bay you're only looking at one guy out of your starting yeah. five that's really your three-point shooter yeah and that's a problem so that's why i'm saying i think you know we're gonna see more badgema mixed in with that group not as a starter of course but i think he'll probably go end up going to the bench pretty consistently when the shots aren't falling early you'll see badgema in the game three or four minutes in and of the other newcomers that whether you're talking about the true freshman like we just talked about Jackson Grant, Arayibi, uh, you know, we talked about Langston Wilson a little bit, PJ Fuller, mm-hmm. um, you know, of the guys, the newcomers that weren't in the starting five, because it, it's still so new. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was remarking to Jack uh, McCauley just how weird it was looking at all these guys and seeing how it, it was just such a new look mm-hmm. all the way around. Well, and I'm not talking about what was it on looked the, like I'm just it was talking about the players. To that's, what we, yeah. that's what this system is supposed to look like you're supposed to have a bunch of guys who are six eight out there with their arms out stealing passes and suffocating people that's what that's what we expected to see and we well, haven't even really seen it yet even with those good teams early on um you know with matisse running the show yeah this is physically 
a team that's built more for hop system, even more so than those teams were, even though those were pretty decent teams. But I was going to say, too, just one of the things to look for, you know, in the, in the regular 2-3 zone, the Syracuse zone, what I thought was interesting is that instead of having, when Jackson Grant and Langston Wilson were on the floor together, Hop had Jackson in the middle mm-hmm. as the rim protector, and he had Langston in the, in the corner. And I thought that was actually really smart mm-hmm. when I actually saw it in action. Because when that, that ball, he basically, Langston, is almost taking off half the court. Mm-hmm. Because no one is going to pass it down there. Because right. they can't get it out. Right. They, I mean, his arms are so long yep. that all they can do is literally just throw it back to the top of the key. There is absolutely nothing that can get done on that side of the, of the, of the court. Well, and it was really impressive. The other thing, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I, I find interesting is I think you've got a 10-man rotation, right? Uh, because you've got Riley Sorn, who's going to play, uh, you know, in certain scenarios. And I don't know what the story was with him tonight, but um, that's a 10-man rotation. They've got depth, and it's not superficial depth. It's real depth, uh, you know. If and, you add Sorn, it will be 10 because they really right. have nine Full scholarship guys. If you don't, uh, Reagan Lundin played a little bit, and Reagan's yeah. on scholarship now. Yep, we should say Sammy's that. Sammy's not going to play, but he's probably not going to be in that rotation right. for Penn's sure. Penn's not going to play. Penn's probably not going to be in that rotation either. Um, but you've got, I mean, obviously you've got the starting five of Brown and Davis and Matthews and Bay and um, Nate Roberts, and then after that, you saw Bajama come in as basically the sixth guy. Uh, Jackson Grant came in and as then well. Wilson, PJ no, Wilson Fuller, came in next. Wilson. Um, so you've got that next Those are your group. nine plus Riley. Plus Riley. So you really can. And Ari Yibi, I have no idea if, the, if, if they're going to try to redshirt him or not. Um, he doesn't look uh, out of place out there. But clearly, you know, he's one of the last guys right. that you would bring in yep. uh, in that situation. Because it's interesting because he showed aggressiveness offensively, which typically when, when you're in that situation as a freshman, you're probably going to try to defer a little bit more normal. Um, aggressive on defense, did foul a couple times, but overall, another guy who definitely did not look out of place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, what are you expecting to look forward to when you, when we kind of wrap this thing up and we're talking about Northern Illinois and? Well, given the fact that I know nothing about Northern well, Illinois, but I'm, I'm talking about from Washington's perspective. When you, how do you build off this? Well, that's easy to build off because okay. you can do that same thing every single game, right? That's about energy and will, right? That's not anything that they they. They're going to win some games that are 55 to 50, Yeah, playing that way. But games that they maybe shouldn't technically win. But that's that right there, what we saw tonight, is their path to being relevant in the Pac-12 and, you know, contending for a tournament berth. Honestly, I, right there, what we saw, that that's not an 11-place team in the Pac-12. That's okay, well, no way. Okay, well, now let's go back. So the last time we talked, you know, we did the whole Kona Kitchen thing. It was great. That was the preseason thing. You had certain expectations, things we did talk about. Shooting mm-hmm. would probably be an issue. So some of that did come to fruition. I don't think we anticipated nearly as much pressure. No. I think we anticipated that there mm. was going to be there was going to be some some attempts to try to create transition. Yeah. Um, I, I don't you know. know more, I kind of expected. But I thought more passing lanes in the half court yeah. and, and being more aggressive trying to get after the ball that way. I wasn't thinking – that they were going to be trapping front court that and doing a lot more of anticipating mm-hmm. the lanes. But you got to remember too, 
there's a, there's so many veterans in this group now. That's, that's kind of and crazy. And they're elite defensive yeah. veterans. Yeah. That's the big difference. Yeah. So. I mean, even a guy like P.J. Fuller, who I, I don't know how much he's going to score per se, but you can tell that guy could be a stopper. Do you see how long his arms <laughs> yeah, are? Yeah, but he can be a stopper if they need him to come in. Mm-hmm. And if and if some guy needs to get guarded and he needs to take him out of a game, what yeah. have you, yeah. that, that looks like he, he can do something like that. Um, but overall, going back, what are your expectations now that you've actually seen 40 minutes compared to what you thought, you know, a few weeks ago? Um, well, I still going into, honestly, that was, if I, if I was, you know, on the glass half full side of things, that was what I was hoping to see. Um, that's a team, like I said, I think it's a team that potentially contends for a, a tournament berth. So uh, I against Northern Illinois, I expect to see more of the same. Uh, offensively, probably more of the same, to be honest. Yeah. You know, they're going to probably, you know, shoot 28% from three and 64% from the free throw line, and uh, it might be a close game. But yeah, and I don't know what, or if Northern Illinois is a tournament team. I know no that idea. I know that Winthrop's been the tournament, and South Dakota State's been the tournament. Obviously, Gonzaga. We know what they can do. Yep. Um, so they're going to have some tests in this non-conference. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be playing Arizona and UCLA before they even finish mm-hmm. their non-conference, which is going to be weird in and of itself. It almost kind of feels more like it was last year with the COVID mm-hmm. you know, issues and, and trying to fit things in when you could. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. But, I again, I think this was a great start. The first half was not necessarily as convincing to me. Mm-hmm. But, boy, that second half. And I don't know, again, if that's their plan is to, like, kind of get a start, get a start, and then once they go into halftime, they know what the plan is. And so it's almost like, okay, we know how they're trying to do things. This is how we're going to attack this. Mm -hmm. And it's all defense, and it's all trapping up front, and it's all just basically trying to create as much havoc as possible. Yeah, based on what we saw, I think uh, Hop has a pretty good handle on this team, right? I I think he, he definitely knows his strengths. I think you can see his deficiencies. I think it's pretty clear. So, you know, the mark of a good coach is putting your guys in the right place to succeed. Yeah. And I, I, at least I think he's got a handle on what he's got where he never did last season, right? That was just never really figured him out. But, again, you said this is definitely better than an 11th-place team. Mm-hmm. Was that 10th, 9th, 8th? No. no, I think now I'm going to say 6th, 7th. Okay. But there's it, now the Pac-12 is strong this year. The Pac-12 strong. Could they take six six teams into the tournament? If they're the best defensive team in the conference, which there's a pretty good shot that they might be. Then really? Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Did you see anything to tell you that that's? Well, a, I haven't. Okay, again, it's a Percy so Allen hyperbolic not, statement. I have not. Well, but I haven't seen anyone else play. <laughs> I know that. But I know what the rankings are. That, yeah. I, I know what I know what UCLA is about. Right. You've seen. You know, we expect to, to see what Arizona is about here yep. pretty soon. You know, I just, I just, I, I, I'm going to slow my roll just a little bit, but I, know, I don't the, like to you slow know, my roll. But anytime you you go on a 24 to two run, and you're essentially running a team out of the gym, yep, that's something like to take five notice turnovers, of. five possessions in a row, and with again, steal. for all we know, Central Washington could win three games this year. We yeah. don't, we don't have a clue yeah. as I to think what the Wildcats are. Like. Okay, and that's fine. But NAIA, whatever yeah. it is, it, it's it's definitely it's a result that you would have expected. From a team that's a competent, solid team, mm-hmm. you would expect them to win by 33, if not more, and they probably could have won by more if Central had had, you know, if they had had just a, a maybe a slightly below average shooting night from three, when basically that was the only thing that they were getting. Well, which I, I think in and of itself is 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 a testament to 
how well Washington played defensively. I don't recall last season's exhibition, but um, I, I do know over the last, I don't know, five or ten years, there have been plenty of scares, right, where game, yeah. teams sticking around that shouldn't. Yep. Uh, when you do exactly what you sh- you're supposed to do, that's a really good sign. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I, I think it's interesting that they, I guess they did what they were supposed to do in terms of, you know, taking taking advantage of a team doing what you think you can do well in order to exploit their weaknesses because clearly they're not a good passing team. Mm-hmm. They had 25 turnovers. Um, I was looking up the record because it was it was 25 for a little while there at the end. Um, the record, I think, was 36 against Morgan State um, back in the, the prime Will Conroy years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Nate and, and Brandon Roy and those guys, I think it was in 05 or 06. Um, but still, 25 turnovers. I don't remember. Did they... Did they create 25 turnovers against anybody last no. year or even close? No, nothing. No, <laughs> no yeah. probably. And that's the thing. They didn't have an exhibition game last year, Beach. That's why you wouldn't remember it. Okay. The first game of the year was against Baylor, who was ranked number yeah, two, I think, at the time. That's a, that's a, yeah, I do remember that game. <laughs> and they probably lost by 34 <laughs> instead of Washington beating right. Central by 33. Yeah, yeah, that's not really a fair comparison. So, so anyways, let's put a bow on this. Wrap it up. Give me your final thoughts on what you think. I am excited. Um, this is a reason enough right here for people to tune in. Um, this could be a fun season. You've got you got a whole lot of local kids propelling this team, right? They're the motor. Um, so, yeah, it's time for Husky fans to come out, summon it, get out here and watch a team that's probably going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, talking to Jack, I, I know that the students, I know they're kind of in the middle of midterms here and there, and whatnot. So I wasn't. Well, so ex- a, there's a Krakens game. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting a full-on dog pack, all three sections done, and all that. But they were sitting the entire game. Yeah. That I'd never seen before. Yeah. That was a little odd. I, I'm sure they'll bring it on Tuesday, but that was still a little off-putting. Wasn't sure exactly how to react to that. Um, still a decent turnout, but overall, um, I think people should be excited to echo what you're saying. I think they should be excited if, for, if to say nothing more than this team is better than a five-win team. Absolutely. Which is what they had last year. Yes. If this team... You know, I was putting out a preview um, and sending it over to Tracy Pearson of Bruin Report Online, and I was thinking if they could get to 15 wins this year, that would be pretty. That would be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, does this team have 15 wins in it? Oh yeah. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. I, I still, to me, I'm not. I'm not jumping ahead here. I'm just not going to jump ahead. No. So for me, but the I, only but reason I, I feel was, like I, I sound like I have so much conviction is because in my mind. This is what I saw those guys doing, so I kind of expected it. Um, and that kind of defense be, translates. There's a lot to be encouraged there by. There is. There there's is a, a lot, lot to be there. encouraged by because ultimately, what are the best Mike Hopkins teams known for? They're known for their defense. They're known for their zone. Yeah. They're known for keeping people off the score the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, they did that as their basis. They were able to do that by creating transition, by attacking, by getting steals, by creating 25 turnovers. Um, that's how they did it. Yep. And, and that, and like you said, Getting back to the way that Hopkins used to play, mm-hmm. getting that length, recruiting for that length, and then on top of it, bringing back all the local guys that you mentioned, uh, it feels like a good recipe. So I understand the reasons for optimism. I'm going to slow it just a little. Okay. Uh, the train is not going to go off the tracks <laughs> this early. I'm going to wait a couple games before deciding that they're, you know, they're a tournament team. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. In fact, I'm really not that close. To them thinking they're going to be a tournament team. I've never seen a team that was 11. Now, what was Oregon State? What was their media poll last year? You know, because uh, they make the final eight. 
boy. And they were, weren't, were they maybe seventh or eighth or yeah. something like that? Yeah, roughly. See, oh. and, that, and Washington's way below that. So if they could Nobody get knows, to the, though. But they, if they get to the tournament, that would be Amazing. unreal. I'm not saying that's really likely. I'm just saying what we saw tonight, I don't see any reason why they can't. There's okay. nothing here that tells me they, that it's not, you know, at least on the table. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. I think Washington fans should be excited. They should come out in force on Tuesday against Northern Illinois. Season opener. No reason for people not to show up. You know, it's it, it should be a really, really good game. And hopefully we get a chance to see more of the same. So for Aaron Beach, Head of Hoops, this is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com. Go dogs.